Hello, and welcome to 7-Minute Opinions, your audio guide to thought-provoking arguments from a variety of writers and thinkers. I'm Jeff Spross, business and economics correspondent for TheWeek.com, and today I wanted to talk about why a college degree isn't worth as much anymore. There's an old joke that if you're being chased by a bear and you want to avoid being eaten, you actually don't have to run faster than the bear. You just have to run faster than the other guy. As it turns out, that joke may be critical to understanding the role college education plays in the modern economy. For a few decades now, economists' ideas about education have been dominated by something called the human capital theory, which is to say that more education gives people more skills, which makes them more productive, which means they earn higher wages. Which implies that if we want to fix stagnating incomes for the middle and lower class, we just need to give everyone better educations. Up until recently, this seemingly intuitive idea was largely supported by the data. For a while, the college wage premium, that's the fancy term for what people with a college degree make over and above those without, grew as the overall portion of Americans with at least a four-year degree also grew. The standard story was that this meant the supply of college graduates wasn't keeping up with the demand for their skill sets. But that no longer seems to be the case. Wages going to college graduates flatlined or declined for more than a decade after 2001. As a result, the college wage premium stopped growing over the same period. New college graduates have it the worst, and the only people who are seeing any continuous increase in wages are those with graduate degrees. What's especially weird is that all this happened while the supply of college graduates just kept climbing. So if you believe the skills story, this wage stagnation implies that demand for the skills associated with college degrees flatlined too, but not the demand for graduate degrees. The fundamental problem here is that the skills story also rests on the assumption that demand for skills is driven by technological change. But if anything, Technological change has caused the demand for college grads to grow faster than ever. But if you were to ask anyone, they'd probably tell you technology has been changing as fast as ever, and thus demand for college grads should be growing faster than ever too. So experts have introduced a new story, which I'll call the signal story, that higher education serves as a kind of rubber stamp of upper-class competency to businesses. A four-year college degree might show potential employers that you have a certain level of competence, even if your college education didn't necessarily give you the specific work skills you'll need or make you more productive. Evidence suggests that people with four-year degrees from prestigious universities tend to earn more than others with regular four-year degrees. Also, lots of professional areas like nursing, secretarial work, and sales have all begun demanding college degrees as a qualification, even though the skills required to do the tasks haven't changed much. In this way, college is serving as a sorting mechanism for potential employees. But there's arguably something deeper going on, namely the suppression of wages in the bottom two-thirds. The growth in inequality between the bottom and the middle class happened primarily in the 1980s and can be linked to the falloff in the real value of the minimum wage. Meanwhile, the top 10% of the population has been pulling away from the middle class. That has to do with the collapse of unions, with globalization, with deregulation, and the failure of the modern economy to achieve full employment on a sustained basis. 
Then there's the remarkable increase in incomes going to the top 1%, which relied heavily on a runaway financial sector, on tax cuts, and on the capture of corporate revenues. What's really important for the education debate is that this increase in inequality shows up within education groups, like college graduates or high school graduates. In other words, who has what degree of education may not be a terribly helpful unit of analysis. When we look at the college wage premium, what we're arguably seeing is the collapse of worker bargaining power, the weakening of the labor force, and the resulting rise in inequality. So what all these changes amount to is a far greater portion of the flow of money through the economy going over to the elite. As that portion gets bigger, less and less money is going to the rest of the economy. And that means stagnating wages and job insecurity have kept creeping higher and higher up the income ladder. There's even an increasing phenomenon of people with college degrees showing up in low-income jobs that plainly don't require so much education. And while there's some evidence this trend may be declining, it remains far higher than before the 2008 crash. So if the signal story is true, that college degrees signal competency, then a college education only delivers a wage premium if most people don't have one. The whole point is to stand out from the crowd. But in a way, this is true of the skills story as well. If we magically gave everyone the skills of a four-year degree, janitors aren't suddenly going to start earning upper-class wages. Employers don't pay people on the abstract principle that if you're productive, you deserve a better salary. They pay based on whether they can find someone else to do the same job for less. In this world, a college degree is essentially a fire me last sign. As rising inequality bumps less educated people off the twig entirely, the college educated fill the spots they left. Meanwhile, those with graduate degrees get what the college educated once did. So first incomes for high school graduates stagnate, then incomes for the college educated stagnate too, and now only graduate incomes are still rising. In other words, the bear already ate the other guy, and it's still hungry. And that does it for this week's episode of 7-Minute Opinions. For more, go to theweek.com slash audio. And if you like what you hear, subscribe to our podcast and give us a rating or a review on iTunes. I'm Jeff Spross, and thanks so much for listening.